0: welcome to the mg kitchen podcast this is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food very easily very quickly and with relatively simple ingredients it's not going to be complicated it's not going to be a nightmare it's going to be something you can do for all the family it's going to be something you're going to really enjoy particularly in these difficult times when we're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house today we're going to start off with a classic spaghetti bolognese Now that's a delightful noise, isn't it? Can you hear that sizzling in the pan? What that is, right, is an onion that I've just cut up because I'm gonna cook your basic spaghetti bolognese. So I've cut up one onion, first of all. You cut it, first of all, you cut it in half and then you slice it up into as small pieces as you possibly can. Now I've got the the old electric ring turned up quite high here, so first of all, you're gonna put the the onion in then you're going to put the celery in right just chop one piece of one long line of celery which is um easy to do and then i to put a carrot in as well you can hear that sizzling in the pan you don't put any salt and pepper in yet because you put the salt and pepper in once you've got more of the mixture going on right so i've got to peel the carrot as well and i've got to put some garlic in so here's first of all how i'm going to chop the garlic and I've got a whole series of things to put into this spaghetti bolognese. So what I like to do is get all the things out that I need so that I don't forget to put any of them in. So I'm going to get a bay leaf. I'm going to get some beef stock. I actually use that gnaw beef stock, which is quite good. But you can use OXO cubes if you want, which is just as good. Um, the garlic I'm just cutting up now so you will hear it as I'm chopping it. You can buy a garlic crusher if you want. I just prefer to chop it up quite small like that. And I'm actually going to use three cloves of garlic because garlic, particularly at the moment in these times of coronavirus, is very good for you. Very good for your blood. Very good for your heart. Of course, in a moment, I shall open a bottle of wine because sometimes it's a good idea to put some wine, not only in the spaghetti bolognese sauce, but also to put it in a glass and drink it while you're cooking. There goes the the garlic. Now I've also got some passata. Now some people like to use fresh tomatoes. You can do. Some people like to use tin tomatoes. They're quite difficult to get at the moment. So um, if you haven't got any tin tomatoes, you can use passata, which I've got uh, sitting here. You can buy that in those little canisters or bottles. It's very useful. I'm going to just peel the carrot first of all before anything else happens. And always make sure you're not burning it. These. So keep a good eye on it. And make sure it's not going too hot otherwise you'd be in a bit of trouble but it's easy to make this and when you make spaghetti bolognese the great thing about making it is that you can make more than you need which is what i always do because you can freeze it right you can put it in um all sorts of things once you've made it you don't you know the next time you eat the the spaghetti sauce the bolognese sauce it doesn't have to be with spaghetti you can have it with Macaroni, you can have it with brusilli, you can have it with different kinds of pasta, that shell pasta, the farfali pasta. You can also use it as a base for lasagna if you want to, because it's always good to have a batch of bolognese sauce in the freezer. And depending on how big your freezer is, at this time at this point, if you've got a big freezer, it should be full of all kinds of really, really good things that you've made before. Okay. Now here is me chopping the carrots. Now there's a word for the three things that I've put in, carrot, celery and onion, which I shall tell you about. And it's the basic sort of French um, beginning to an awful lot of dishes. Like if you're making soup, you can start with this, just as well as um, anything else. And at this point, all it is is an onion, three cloves of garlic, one stick of celery, and one carrot, all chopped up pretty small and it melds itself into this rather nice arrangement now at this point i'm going to put some pepper in freshly milled pepper is preferable but if you haven't got a pepper mill you can just tap some pepper in from a pepper pot put some salt as well i actually quite like to use the old um proper salt you know the salt flakes that you get which i find more useful than A cellar, but you can do either. Now you can hear that going off quite nicely. Now I'm going to just take a little break because I'm going to cook that for a bit. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to add the meat. So here we are, back in the old MG kitchen. Uh, I'm cooking up a mirepoix. Now as I was saying, a mirepoix is something that you may not have heard before. uh, But it's what you call basically a mixture of carrots, celery and onion which is cooking away nicely there. Now I'm gonna add some minced beef. Now you can use minced pork and minced beef mixed if you wish, some people like to do that. Other people like to use a bit of veal, but we're not gonna be too controversial so far on the first MG Kitchen. So we're just gonna put this into the pan and you wanna brown it basically first. So this is me cooking the meat, okay? You can hear that going in. And when you put it in, just make sure that you cut it up nicely and distribute it nicely so that It doesn't get burnt in any one particular place, because what you don't want it doing is sticking to the pan in some way. Now, what you're also going to need, if you like stronger flavours in your spag bol, is a little bit of Worcester sauce, which is what I always add in, while you're frying it. So once it's almost brown and completely ready, right, and it's no longer pink, that's when you add in the Worcester sauce, and you literally just add about four daubs, four dabs, whatever you want to call it. Shake the bottle four times in, not too much and then just sort of let it fry in that until it cooks off and you can smell the um the aroma coming off it which is rather good some people like to add in and i'll add this in at a later point a little bit of something sweet you can either use a spoon of sugar uh, or jam which actually gives it quite a nice consistency but basically what i'm going to be adding in from this point on is a little bit of passata some tomato puree uh, just a little squeeze some oregano um, and also i'm going to put a little bit of fresh parsley in it if you can get fresh herbs it's always better but the dried herbs are perfectly fine um, anything like italian herbs herbs de provence anything like that is also good and then if you have any fresh tomatoes some people like to put those in as well just because it adds a certain kind of um je ne sais quoi if you like and if you're enjoying the way that this is going this is basically how it's going to be I'm gonna be giving you tips, little tips as I go along. Sometimes I'll forget that I haven't told you I'm doing something, because obviously I'm as new at this as you are, even though I talk for a living rather most of the time. I don't usually stand in my kitchen talking to myself, which is what I'm doing. But because we're in the midst of this lockdown, because we're in the midst of this coronavirus, this is kind of what a lot of people are doing. Some people are singing, some people are doing little comedy routines. I'm doing one of the things that I really enjoy doing, which is of course cooking. Now one of the things that you will hear me doing quite a lot during this cookery situation is opening the old bottle of wine. Now I've got this one here which actually I got from Waitrose, it's a Spanish rosé, ripe and juicy, very nice, not too expensive, it's got a screw top which I actually prefer to be honest. And you'll hear that not only am I pouring some of this into my glass here, but I will soon be pouring a little bit into the sauce as well because there's a lot of things about italian cooking and many other bits of cooking one of them is that we do like to put a bit of wine in because it does add a very nice little flavor because in the end everybody's got their own spag bowl recipe right now i'm not saying that mine is the best i'm just telling you how i do mine and for those people who are not really that confident about cooking this is a very good place to start you know it's not complicated it's not a curry it's not a really really carefully put together stew It's not, you know, trying to roast a a beast of some kind, like a lamb or a chicken. And it really is very straightforward and easy to follow. I'm at the point now where I'm ready to put the um, Worcester sauce in. So there we go, just a little bit of a shake of that. And like I said, just fry that up and let the Worcester sauce burn off. And once I've done that, I'm gonna add a little bit of wine. No, not too much, literally just a, a kind of half a glass maybe. And then I'm going to put the herbs in, so I'm going to put a bit of oregano, a bit of parsley, and a bit of Italian seasoning. Let me have a little drink. Cheers, by the way. Happy coronavirus lockdown. We're going to be having some fun here. I'm quite enjoying this already. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to just talk into a microphone about food. But listen, hey, if anything's possible. I might even do the ad Megan impersonation. This is my favorite spaghetti bolognese that I cooked with Harry. It's a beautiful thing. So here we are, now that all the Worcester sauce has been very nicely absorbed, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna add in a little bit of the wine. Now, like I said, you wouldn't add in too much, and there's a bit in my glass there, which is nice. A little bit of a glug of wine there. A little bit of Italian herbs, literally like a couple of pinches in your fingers if it's dry. If it's if it's fresh, you can put in a lot more. But if it's dry, you don't want to overdo it. You can always add more in. So I've just put a bit of oregano in there as well. Give that a little stir. It's mingling up nicely with the wine. And you can hear it all sort of coming together. It's starting to look like spaghetti bolognese with carrots and celery, except it's not very tomatoey because as of now we haven't actually put the passata in. But that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to open that. I've got a nice little jar of that. Pour it in. Some people don't like to put too much tomato sauce in, but what I usually do is when you've put the bottle of passata or the, or the, or the can of passata or whatever it is, right, put some water in it because it's always good. I'm one of those people that hates waste, right, and put water in it, put the lid back on, shake it like that, and then when you need to put more liquid in the, in the mixture, as it were, that's what you can do. Now I've got one tomato here that I used earlier because you know when I had lunch earlier today I didn't actually have anything hot. I had a sardine and tomato sandwich so I used about a quarter of a tomato. Now what I like to do is then if, I'm, if I've got something left over I like to then put that back in to anything that I happen to be cooking. Because you know you don't always eat a whole tomato, sometimes you just cut one open. So what I'm doing now is using up the, one, the, the other bit of it that I didn't use. Now, it's starting to look pretty good. And I have to say, I'm now going to put in a little bit of stock. Now, I've just got one in front of me. I've got one of those Knorr stock pots, which I think are fantastic. They're really good for cooking. And I'm using a beef one here because obviously I'm cooking with beef. So that goes in. i will put a little bit more um, of the water from the passata. So it's nice. and. Because don't forget, as it's cooking... The water is going to disappear, right? So what you're going to need to do at this point is turn it down a bit. If you're on an electric um, hob, which I am, it was on four out of six. I've now put it down to two because it's now boiling quite profusely. And I've just squeezed in a little bit of um, tomato puree there. And it's looking rather good. I'm going to take a picture of this as well so that you can see as we go. I'm going to try and put on Twitter, the Twitter account is called MG's Kitchen. I'm going to try and put... Not only the recipes and the, all the things you're going to need on the Twitter account. I'll try and do it on a Facebook account as well. But basically, so that you'll be able to see what it should look like as well as actually understanding what you're supposed to do next. Do forgive me if you already know all this stuff, but I think it's going to be great. So here we are. We're almost at the point where the great thing about cooking this particular type of cooking, where it's all in one pot, basically, before you do the pasta that goes along with it, is everything is all cookable in one particular um vessel so you don't have to mess about with there's nothing worse I nothing I hate more than having a recipe that you need to cook about three different pots and you're juggling things you've got to wash that before you do the next bit and all of that now I'm just putting some parsley in you might be able to hear the sizzling going on in the background because this is looking really beautiful now it's got a nice red tinge to it there's fresh tomatoes in there there's tomato puree there's tomato passato which I, for me is actually from Naples I'm going to just pour in enough water to cover it a little bit more. Smells delicious, really. And um, I think we're going to be ready to then leave it to cook for a while, and basically just come back and check on it every now and again. But that's basically all it takes. So what is that? About 10, 12 minutes preparation time, putting it all in the pot, and then just leaving it to cook. And obviously, like a lot of things, the longer it cooks and the longer it soaks together and and gets all the flavors going, the better. So I'm going to put the lid on it like that. Um, I like to lick the spoon, by the way, while I'm going. I'm just going to leave that to cook for a while, um, have a couple of glasses of wine, and I'll probably eat it in about, I don't know, maybe an hour's time. Because you want it to cook for at least an hour. And I think it is going to be one of the tastiest things I've ever made. Now we've left the bolognese sauce cooking gently in the pot it's on one now so you've turned it all the way down it's literally simmering in the pot it should not be boiling vigorously it should just be literally bubbling around at the surface you can hear it bubbling if you listen very carefully the thing we're going to do now is just keep checking on it about every 15 minutes or so for the next half an hour okay because don't forget the longer you cook everything the better it tastes We might have to add a little bit more water just make sure it doesn't dry out too much keep it moist keep it boiling, keep it simmering. And then all you've got to do is take it off the heat, boil up some pasta, and you know pasta has been quite hard to get lately, but it's back in the shops now. Spaghetti is my favorite dish to go with the bolognese. You can cook with other bits of pasta if you want. And if you need to know how to cook pasta, uh, I can teach you something very simple. It basically takes about 10 minutes and you can usually tell by testing it. Some people like to put a timer on it. 10 or 11 minutes is all you need in boiling water. Boil the water first, add the pasta to the boiling water. Do not put the pasta in cold water. That's not a good idea. And away you go. And you'll be serving this up to your family within a matter of minutes. Get some nice Parmesan cheese over the top, a little bit of black pepper and away you go. One of the most delicious and easy meals you can ever make. Here's what you're going to need for my classic spaghetti bolognese, the MG Kitchen version. You're going to need minced beef, about 100 grams per serving. So if you're making it for four, you'll need 400 grams. You'll need an onion, a stick of celery, a carrot, which would be peeled, of course, and diced, two cloves of garlic, some Worcester sauce, a tin of tomatoes or passata, whichever you can get your hands on. And I prefer to use the kind that is not added with herbs. One bay leaf, some parsley, a couple of pinches of oregano, some mixed herbs, some beef stock, and I would normally prefer uh, the Norstock uh, uh, cube, of course, rather than the Oxo cube. Uh, and some salt and some pepper. And then you're ready. Mm. So there we have it, the first ever Mike Graham Kitchen podcast, Spaghetti Bolognese, the classic version by me. And of course, you will have your own versions of it, and it may well be that yours are better than mine. But listen, if you don't know how to make Spaghetti Bolognese, this will be a great lesson for you. Do try it out. Do post your pictures on the Twitter page as well if you can. Of course, it is at MG's Kitchen. And we'll be back soon with yet another recipe, yet another podcast, and more fun in the MG Kitchen. See you soon.